0: Okay. Praise God. Thank God for His grace. Thank Him for
1: uh, making our sweetness another day, another study.
0: Okay. Um, I think we are all set now. Praise the Lord. Okay, let's just say a word of
1: prayers as we start the book of Haggai. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for always being our God. Thank you for this week. Father, we say be exalted in Jesus' name. As we go into your study tonight, we ask that you go with us in the name of Jesus. You be with us. Your presence will go with us. You will speak to us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name of prayer. Amen. Okay, so we are looking at the book of Haggai today. It's a very, very short book, uh, just two chapters, uh, but it's uh, it's a it's an interesting book.
0: Um it's it came, uh, uh, there are three posts. Internet is back.
1: I hope facebook yeah facebook is back now sorry about that uh interruption yes so um i was saying there are three post-exilic books uh in the old testament post-exilic in the sense that they were written after uh the the babylonian exile after they were taken to exile uh, uh after they got out of exile um so one, the first was Haggai, second was uh, uh Zechariah. Zechariah was written about two months after Haggai, and the third is Malachi, written about a hundred years after both of them. Uh, so we're looking at Haggai now. Uh now, just a little bit of context, if we take it back a little bit. Uh uh they they were they were taken in, into exile by, by Babylon for 70 years um uh, just a bit into this I mean just about 70 years uh Cyrus came the Persian Kingdom came and uh and over and uh Persia, Persia came and overtook or, or overthrow overthrew uh um Babylon so Cyrus became the the the, uh, the, the ruler at that time so Cyrus they, they they were under Cyrus the Jews were under the Persian King uh, on the Cyrus, so uh, uh, Daniel went to show uh, Cyrus a, a, a scroll or, or a, the prophecy of the, the, the prophecy of Isaiah, written a hundred years before, one hundred and twenty years before uh, uh, before before Cyrus was born. Uh, talk that's Isaiah forty three now, talking to Cyrus. I mean, with his name at uh, this and telling what Cyrus, i mean telling Cyrus what he's going to do. So. I mean that that thats that just that just sealed the deal for Cyrus. So Cyrus made them but he gave them uh, a financial incentive to go back uh, to Jerusalem and build. Uh, now, about less than fifty thousand went back to Jerusalem for a couple of reasons. Um, a number of them were doing well. In Babylon, in Persia, scattered around, I mean they were earning six figures, just like we have Jews doing well all over the world today in, in New York, in London, uh, in Shanghai, in all over the world, and just not all of them are going back to Jerusalem. So but in this particular case, uh, it's mostly the poor uh, that went back. So uh, during the reign of Cyrus, less than 50,000. However, uh, they, they had heavy um, uh, uh, opposition by the Samaritans. And who were the Samaritans? Remember that a hundred years before Judah was uh, captured, Judah, uh, uh, Samaria, had been, Israel that had the capital in Samaria had been captured and then uh, uh, inter like um that like they've been when they captured Israel what the Persian king did for them at that time was to remove them from the land put another tribe in their land the ones that the poor people that are left in the land forced them to intermarry with those tribes they did everything that God commanded them not to do forced them to do it so they've been in, in in quote, polluted for hundred about a hundred years, even before their brothers, Judah, was conquered by Babylon. So they've been seen as second-class citizens for hundred years, even before Judah was conquered. So when they came back, when they came back to Jerusalem, when the Jews came back to Jerusalem, the Samaritans uh were like that, they, they were their neighbors, so they they really, really, really discouraged them. It was a heavy opposition. Uh, Sadly, Cyrus died. Uh, His son, uh, Cambyses, became Cambyses II, became the king. So they petitioned Cambyses and they had to stop work. Very sadly, they stopped the work. Uh, Because of the opposition, because of the things that were happening, it was kind of like because at this time they just felt they were, I mean, just tired. Maybe it's not the right time to build the house of the Lord. Uh, because, okay, let me. Uh, before they stopped, when they came back, uh, uh, they just removed the rubbles. They rest- uh, 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 Cyrus appointed Zerubbabel as the governor. Zerubbabel uh, was the grandson uh, of Jehoiachin, that's the last king of of Judah. Uh, but it was not a king. So he was appointed as a governor. So there was no king sitting on the throne of David, even though he was from the Davidic line. So he was appointed as a governor. Joshua was the high priest. His father was a former high priest that was killed. So he became the high priest. Uh, so, so it was at this time, after they tried everything and uh, Cambyses, they, they petitioned them towards Cambyses. Cambyses actually, at them to stop the walk. And they just felt, it's not, I beg, the walla is too much. And so it was in the middle of this, it was at this point that the prophecy of Haggai came. So we need that context to understand uh, what the Bible is saying or what the Lord is trying to uh, tell us at this point. Okay, so let's read the introduction. I don't know if anybody there has the manual with them.
0: Is there anyone with the manual there? Hello? We can hear you, sir. I don't have the manual here with you. Okay. Akobi, do you have the manual?
1: Okay, let's go ahead. Huh? Do you have the manual?
2: Yes, I have the manual.
1: I'm okay. trying to open it. Okay, we're on page eighty-nine. So, uh, let's read the introduction. So, help us with the introduction. Okay. A guy
2: is the tenth of the twelve minor prophets, the shortest prophetic book at the end of the Old Testament, and the first of the. Three post-exolytic prophetic books in the old testament. The others being Zechariah and Malachi, the same most likely means festival. We festival, first of all, we have no information concerning his, his family or social background. We merely know him as agai the prophet according to Jewish tradition. He was known as a prophet in Babylon during the exile. It was among the Jewish colonists at Jerusalem when his prophetic words were recorded. The book of Agai provides helpful insight concerning the rebuilding of the temple in Jerusalem. A poor handful of people had returned to Jerusalem from Babylon, where they had lived in captivity, with a colossal task of rebuilding the temple and restoring the worship of Jehovah before them. The Jews labored under the same old sin, idolatry marriage with idolatrous neighbors. They were few in number, poor, aroused by enemies and wars, they had lost the inner strength that comes from a joy in the Lord. Because of all this, the work dragged and the people lost art and became selfish. Neglecting the Lord's house, they had become more interested in building homes for themselves than for God. God, allowed, God would not allow this to go on, and so he sent punishment as a result. Poor crops, drought, scanty trade, mystery, and turmoil made their spirits fall. They were walking and slaving, but finding no joy. The Jews obeyed the word of the Lord through Agar and succeeded in
1: completing the temple. Mm. Thank you very much. Um, okay, just a few things there. Um, the people, These guys were poor. Uh, I mean that's that's one thing we need to first of, uh, uh, the people that came back were the bottom of the pyramid um, aside the likes of Ezra uh, who were a little bit well to do and then later 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 uh, during the reign of uh, of Zeches uh, or Zeches the son of Diros, um Nehemiah who, who was serving in the in the court. Uh, I remember one of my lecturers asked a question when we were studying this in seminary. Now, why didn't Daniel uh, uh, come with them? Uh, uh, Why didn't Daniel go with them? Because it wasn't recorded that Daniel followed them when Cyrus gave the order to go to Jerusalem. Can anybody tell us why didn't Daniel go with them? Because it was Daniel that went to show Cyrus the letter. And it wasn't
0: recorded that he came to Jerusalem with them. Anybody? Just a wild guess. Oh yeah, now I have at least I have two or three uh, theologians here. Femi, you know I'll call you, oh yeah. Femi, unmute you yourself. Hello. Hello. Oh,
1: so not your family. Timothy uh, Adewi. Okay, maybe either of you. Do you know? Uh, I'm
3: just coming. I not really not, your family, not your family. Not
1: your family. Don't worry. family. So my is Why didn't Daniel? Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you.
0: OK,
3: um, I, I, I I don't, I, I've not studied it, so I don't really have a. Uh, when
0: answer, you now hear
3: the answer, I is... see the answer
1: is not theological at all, it's very, very simple, uh, but
3: you have gone, you've gone. I think, gone. <laughs> I, think <laughs> I think the reason why he didn't go is because of his position in the government. OK. I, I think that was why he didn't go. Okay. I think his position was too important. To... Yeah, too, yeah, too
1: theological. The simple reason was he was too old to to travel that long. You know that was the simple reason. Oh, okay. It was in his 90s. <laughs> Remember, he came into Babylon as a teenager. They were in Babylon for 70 years, so it would be almost 90 wow. years
3: old at that time.
1: So that was only the reason. Wow. So can you see that? It's not not theological at all. Nothing. Wow. Nothing serious. So, because one would wonder, it was nothing deep, nothing deep, nothing Rema. <laughs> so, one would wonder, he was one that facilitated all those all those things. He was one that spoke to Cyrus. He was one that had been talking about. Don't worry, we'll be here for seventy years. He has got, he, he wrote about it. We are here for seventy years. Seventy years was uh, seventy years were over. They told them to go back to Jerusalem, and he was nowhere to be found. Simply was just too old to travel that long. Okay, in case someone now says gives you one remark, say hey, something something. Most of like like one of my mentors do say it's not that difficult. So and I don't know why people people that don't make things difficult for you you take us for granted. If I have brought one every <laughs> now and dropped you people. <laughs> Why are you just saying that it's not that it is so simple? Like you take us for granted. It is well. Okay, the meaning, uh, the meaning of Haggai means my festival. Though they put it here in the in the manner that it means festival. Hag is festival in Hebrew. Hag. So, but Hagai just means my festival. Um, like I was telling a couple of friends during my daughter's naming, uh, and they were wondering why I didn't name her any English name. Um, or just talking. And I told them, even the people that name their kids Hebrew names don't know the, the Hebrew meaning of the name. You only name him or her after the character. And you don't know the, what, you're, what you're pronouncing into your child's life for the next 30 years or, or 20 years till the child now just wakes up and says, What is even the meaning of this, my name? So, um, personally, it's just, it is not really my, it's just my personal opinion. I feel we should name your kids. Uh, in the language in, in the name you will that you won't somebody will be asking hey, what was really said? You I mean, it's it's so <laughs> so whatever tribe you are, name bear your traditional name that nobody will be asking what's the meaning of that. Uh, okay. So um so it was for them to rebuild the temple. Um uh, and um it was to restore worship uh, in the temple. Um, and they were very poor. That's, I mean, I would have expected God to be, uh, to, I mean, consider them. They were poor, they were being harassed. And how much? Mo- let's look at it. Even uh, those of us in this day and age, when God, when we are trying to do, get some things done and those things don't get done, we'll just look at maybe it's not the right time. When we are trying to do things and opposition is coming here and there, we are likely to just oh, maybe God is trying to tell me to calm down. Despite the opposition, despite the fact that these guys were poor, they were harassed by their enemies, and they, are, they lost their inner strength. They lost their zeal, their everything. everybody just went back to their houses and I said, Oh, let me just be building my own house. Um, and they neglected the, the works of the house of the Lord. It's a very uh, short chapter. Can, can someone please help us read chapter one? I think it's about 15 verses. I first heard about this. Um, I first heard about this scripture as a teenager by one of my late uh, fathers in the Lord and my mentor, Pastor tai ojo He was actually the one that, that uh, motivated me to want to study theology. Um, yeah, at that time, we we're, were in Akure. I was I was quite very very young, maybe in my early teenage years or mid teenage years, maybe early teenage years. We're trying to rebuild uh, the church there at CSUK going in Akure, uh, and it was a pastor, uh, one of the pastors in the church. So I think that work was dragging for years. They've you know in those days now they've I think they've they've demolished some parts. Everything was open, wood here, wood there, and it, was, it kept dragging. And it brought out the scripture, actually verse three, that you've, you've left my house. You, you are living in good houses and you left my house undone. I mean, that scripture stayed with me all my life. Uh, and um, for those of you who have, who have been, who have been uh, either following me or been with me for years, you know that I have plenty mentors. I have people, a lot of people have poured out into me who have, who have built me. I mean, I'm not a self-made man. I've been made by several fathers. And Pastor Tayojo is one of the people who made me, who poured into me. Uh, At that time, in those, uh, I think, mid-90s, towards late 90s, he had a master's in theology. And I could remember him trying to get uh, the Greek at that time the computer was just introduced. I mean, that wasn't in those days. So he was typing his master's thesis. Uh, and it was so difficult to get the Greek uh, uh, letters into his master's thesis. Now that I've done theology, I now understood what, what he could be feeling over so, well, almost 30 years ago uh, trying to do that. So, uh, I mean, if I had to dedicate my, my uh, thesis, to him, so he was the first person that actually exegeted this uh, uh, chapter, Haggai chapter one, to me, and his exegesis actually stayed with me. So while preparing for this study, uh, just, I just—I mean, just was just a, a, a wonderful memory back in the lane. Uh, he's resting with the Lord now, and I'm I'm very sure he's smiling down at us at this moment. So please, someone, please open to Haggai chapter one. Um, let's read the first, the whole chapter. Uh, As second, we're looking at chapter one. Yeah, go ahead. In the,
2: in, this, in the second year of Darius,
1: the king. Okay. In the
2: sixth month, in the first day of the month, came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet unto Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Josedek. And the high priest said, <sighs> Thus speaketh the Lord of all, saying, these people say, the time is not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built.
0: Mm. Then
2: came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet, saying, Is it time for you, O ye, to dwell in your city, to mm. dwell in your field houses, and this house lie waste? Five. Now, therefore, thus said the Lord of hosts, consider your waste. Ye have sown much, and bring in little. Mm. Eat it, boy not enough. You drink, but are not filled with a drink. You clothe you, but there is none one, and you eat at any wages, any wages, to put it into a bag with oars. Thus said the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go up to the mountains, and bring wood, and build a house, and I will take pleasure in it, and I will be glorified, said the Lord. Ye look for you look and to little and when he brought it home i did i did blow upon mm-hmm. it why said the lord of hosts because of my house that is waste and you run every man unto his own, his own, own house Ten. therefore the heaven over you is stayed from thee and the heart is stayed from our fruit and i called for a drought upon the land and upon the mountains And upon the corn, and upon the new wine, and upon the holy, and upon the, upon that which the ground bridged forth, and upon men, and upon cattle, and upon all the labor of their hands. Then Zerubbabel, the son of Chattel, and Joshua, the son of Joseph, the high priest, with all the remnant of people, obeyed the voice of the Lord, their God, and the word of Agai, the prophet, as the Lord their God had sent in and the people did fear before the Lord. Then spake again the Lord's messenger and the Lord's message unto the people saying, I am I don't want
0: with you. With you. I
2: and the Lord said oh. Oh, the spirit of the, the governor of Judah and the spirit of Joshua, the son of Joseph, the high priest and the spirit of all the remnants of the people and they came and did work in the house of the Lord, of
0: hosts, they are Thank
1: you. God. Okay, thank you very much. Um, first and foremost, between the time this warning came out and the time they, uh, they took action, it was about 15 days. So these were a people who heard a warning and they obeyed straight. Then, and also did just a bit of theology. The Lord of hosts appeared about 25 times in, this, in, this, in these two chapters, Just two chapters. Lord of hosts 25 times. Consider your ways, about five times. So uh, it's generally believed that the theme uh, for, for the book of Haggai is uh, consider your ways or uh, think about these things. So discussion, the word consider your ways or consider that happened to be the key phrase of Agai's prophecies implied that the purpose of God's messages to the Jewish leadership and the people was to awaken them to their spiritual responsibilities. Do we need that today? That is a total yes. That is a big, big yes. Uh, We need that today in every aspect. We need to we need to get awakened to our spiritual responsibilities and that is because we still said this in Sunday school uh uh in church last week uh uh that is because people are not properly taught that's why a a radio DJ will bring up false teachings and we sweep church members away is because the the the, the foundation is not strong, foundation of the teaching. So we need to wake up to our spiritual responsibilities. Part of our spiritual responsibilities is paying our tithes and our offerings. I do tell our church members, the church is going to be funded by your tithe and your offering. It's not going to come. There's no money that will fall from heaven. It is the money that people contribute that funds the church. It's, it's simple. And that is part of your spiritual responsibility. Another part of your spiritual responsibility is to win souls. People rarely come out for evangelism. That these are your spiritual responsibilities. We are so busy, especially those of us who are living in mega cities. We are so busy with this, with that, work here, hold up, traffic, and we've we've slept in our spiritual responsibilities. Number two. Uh, We've read it, read uh, chapter one, verse three forward. The major concern of the prophetic ministry was to encourage the people to rebuild the temple, which had been destroyed and abandoned during the years of the exile. Okay, Agai conveyed a twofold message of reproof and encouragement, and that's that's another thing that is very, uh, very, very key. Uh, So he both reproved and encouraged them. Uh, Because let's look at those. One would have thought that God should understand. They brought in, they've been walking like elephants, eating like ants. Because God said, You brought in little, I blew it away. Which means God was trying to call their attention. Whatever happens to a believer. Is because God is trying to call the attention of that believer when good, when bad things happen to a believer, when challenges happen to a believer, God is trying to call your attention. So, when you look at your life and you feel that, wow, why, is, why are all these things happening? My brother, my sister, God is seeking your attention. God is seeking your attention. Look at your life. You feel that things are not the way they're supposed to be. You feel like things are, 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 are I mean, are going down. Things are, 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 are not as smooth as they are. You thought most of the times you automatically think is the devil. No, sir. No, man. Just maybe God is trying to call your attention. Just as God was calling the
0: attention of the Jews in this passage. Praise the Lord. The effect of
1: Agai's message was so profound on the people, a good tonic that gingered Governor Zerubbabel, the high priest, and Joshua, and the people to begin and complete the work. And they and they they completed the work. In fact, let's read uh, chapter two. Can someone help us
0: to read chapter two? Go ahead. Yes.
2: In the seventh month, in the one and twentieth day of the month, to Zerubbabel, the son of Shatia, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Joseph, the high priest, and to the residue of the people, saying, Who is left among Judah, saw this house? In our first glory, it now. Is it not in your eyes in comparison of it as nothing? Can you stop there,
1: please? Be strong. Okay. Okay. That is six months. They finished the work. Poor people. So God will always accomplish his task with no matter who. Do you understand? These are poor people. These were the remnants. These were the people that were not making six figures. That came together, despite opposition, despite everything. Poor people in six months, they completed the work. So God will always do whatever He wants to do. Like this 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 is an encouragement to someone. Uh, I was listening to a, a message. Uh, um, over the over the week, uh, just a, a clip of a message by by Pastor Chris, and he said, um, uh, "When as pastors, you're trying to raise funds, and say so you wanted to raise, let's say, ten million for a project, you taught people how to give you, have given them everything, they should do this, they should do that. You, I mean, and after every of all of your efforts." The total money contributed was, say, 500,000. What should you do? That is discouraging to any pastor. But I learned a lesson. And he he gave us, he was sharing his personal story how they were going, they went to Potter Court a couple of several times to go and clear uh, a 5,000 Naira check. And they were trusting God. They've spoken, they prophesied that, that by the grace of God, this check must be cleared. And the person was actually deceiving them. But he, uh, uh, he gave a he gave a what was he called? Uh, he, he gave a, a, a recommendation, and I think we should learn from this. He said, "What did Jesus do when he wanted to feed five thousand? This was the budget. This is what we should, this is what we need. They've counted people. These are five thousand people. Yeah, let's make contribution, and the contribution they brought was just." <laughs> To, uh, two loaves and five fishes. It's, Jesus could have said, are you guys serious? Do you know what we are talking about here? But he took it and blessed it. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. I learned an amazing lesson. Even though what you needed is this big and you got a tiny contribution as a pastor, take it and bless it. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. I was highly encouraged. So, god will accomplish whatever is whatever task he wants to accomplish with no matter how poor or how low those people are he will accomplish it he will accomplish it so let's get encouraged don't think that uh, there has to be one big every mighty rain for god to accomplish what he needs to do no he will do what he will do praise the lord Okay, Um, conclusion. The book of Haggai. Please, if you have questions, raise your hand or type it out. Oh, Jesu Nye Gabriel. So sorry. You said you wanted to answer the Daniel question. Sorry, I'm just seeing your comments. I'm so sorry. Please uh, type your comments. Uh, If you have questions on Facebook, type it out now so that I can manage my time. And if you're on Zoom, you have questions, you can just raise your hand uh, so that I can know you have questions. Okay. The book of Agai draws attention to common problems most people face even today. So, Agai asked us to, one, examine our priorities to see if we are more interested in our own pleasures than doing the work of God. Are we more interested in our pleasures, in things? Are we we putting ourselves first than doing the work of God? Number two, he's asked us to reject a defeatist attitude when we run into opposition or discouraging circumstances. Opposition will always come. People will always discourage you. I mean, when they were even building, when Nehemiah, about a hundred years. I mean, a couple of years later now, to a hundred years, when they were coming out to rebuild the wall, and Sambalat and Tobias and the Arab, they were making fun of them. In fact, they said that one of the things that I can't forget that phrase: "That look at the wall, they are they are building. That if the rats pass over it, the wall will the wall will fall down." Like I mean, they were just making so much fun, making jest of them. We don't have a defeatist attitude, don't feel defeated, uh, because one thing that, uh, that really uh, 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 got me is that when they finished building the wall and the temple, Sambalat and Tobias came to ask for a room in the place. They, you know, Nehemiah has gone back to uh, Persia then, they gave them a room, so when Nehemiah came back and saw that Sambalat and Tobias have a room in the temple, he chased them out. <laughs> Do you understand? So when you become a success, the same people making fun of you, the same people saying all sorts of things about you, they will come back and ask for a room in your house. Don't worry. So just keep it up. Don't, don't worry. Let your success stories uh, share the testimony. Okay? Yes, Akobi, uh, uh, you can... Uh, don't worry. After the conclusion, you can ask a question. I can omit yourself after the conclusion. Number three, Agai asks us to confess our failures and seek to live pure lives before God. Number four, he asks us to ask courageously for God because we have the assurance that he is with us always and is in full control of our circumstances and rest secure in God's hands, knowing that he will abundantly bless us as we faithfully serve him. So um, let's take the work of God first. Always take the work of the Lord first. Uh, put priorities on the work of God. Put priorities on the work of God. And if God, if if, if things are not working for you, attacks here and there, you feel that um, you're not, you're working too hard and eating too little. maybe, God is trying to call your attention. It may not be the devil, it may be God trying to call your attention. God bless us in Jesus' name. So, God sometimes allows hardships, failures, depressions, etc., because of our indifference to Him. He just wants your attention, He wants you back. But He wants us to keep church. Without churches, sin will prevail. When men forget to love God, they forget to love their fellow men too. We should beautify God's house. We are not to live in fine houses while our places of worship, you worshiping our God, lie in ruins. Above all, don't ignore what matters most your relationship with God, your creator. Um, there was one of my friends where we're having a conversation sometimes ago, and we're just talking about the um the pressure busters in Nigeria. And one of the pressure busters is um, is the church. See, those small, small churches in those small, small corners and the big, big churches that people just go to renew their hope, it will be well, don't worry, the Lord will do it. If you remove that system from this country, especially this country, Nigeria, if you remove the church system, the kind of frustration in in one month, this this country will boil, people are frustrated. So people that talk and criticize the church don't know the kind of pressures pastors in their little corners bust, reduce. And the church is what makes, the church is what makes, just keeps the calm, keeps the calm. People are desperate, people are annoyed, people are angry. So, and it's all over the world. So we need to keep up the church. We need to keep up the church. We need to, aside aside the fact that we build the church and decorate the church and make it beautiful, the church system, we need to sustain it. And the devil is fighting tooth and nail against the church. Is doing everything possible against the church. And it will never prevail. Of course, Jesus has told us that the gates of hell will never prevail against the church of God. It's just to encourage us. Contribute your your quota to your local assembly. Uh, Make it a priority that you contribute to to the betterment of your local assembly. And God will bless us in Jesus' name. Okay. Who has a question? On Facebook or on Zoom, Facebook type your question. Zoom, unmute yourself. You have the floor now. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um. Before
2: my question, you know, for every message or every instruction that comes out from God or from Minister of God, some we take it, some will not accept it,
0: hmm. some
2: we accept it lightly. Why some we accept it normally? Why some we take it to an extreme? So, as a man of God, as a leader in the household of God, how do you now encourage or advise a woman or a wife, or how do you orientate a man that goes to an extreme in working for God while neglecting his responsibilities at home? So, we, though we have some crazy givers that they, they are not, they are not logical about it, we are working for God, anything that comes at the expense of their family. How do you balance, it? how do you orientate someone that is extremely extremist in his approach and a wife to that kind of
1: husband? Okay, thank you very much. Uh, thank you. Very lovely question. And I think I've had that uh, <laughs> That's either heard of it or had the experience uh, a couple of times in my very, very, very short time on this earth. I mean, some of my fathers are much more experienced than myself. Um, As much as we we are trying, we need to be logical about some of these things. As much as um, uh, we we are as pastors, we're also fathers is a very delicate balance. Because the father in the pastor, the shepherd in the pastor, who wants to tell you, ah, no, 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 no don't worry. Ah, go and pay your children's school fees, pay your husband, do this, ah, don't sell your car, in, in an average pastor will do that. Because we are first fathers. We are ten- tender, I'm telling you. Um, the likes of Baba Boy had to tell us, I mean, in several of his messages, that God had to tell him to stop rejecting people's gifts, so that people can get blessed. And every pastor will reject, I, our Zona's pretendent came to greet us uh, last week, Sunday. And it's we, we've been taught that if someone comes to bless you, you have to water the person. We gave him a seed, he rejected it, I told him that this is the seed you must collect it, because he's looking at it, that is says, this is a young church. I still need to bless them, I need to support them. He rejected that seed, though. fact, I now said, okay, i am pray, let me pray on the seed. Lord, I, I've accepted this seed and now return it back to the church. <laughs> 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 but I, I really wanted them to accept it and okay. end it. So as mm. pastors, we need to be careful and balance um um. Uh, balance those things that's what I would just say because if we are not careful hmm, we are going to you, let's just, let me just say go and ask God, seek God's face don't just conclude that that person is insensitive seek the face of God then as a pastor, teach on giving I think we've done a series we did a, a whole month series on giving there are three types of giving. Giving upwards, giving sideways, and giving downwards. Giving upwards is giving to God, giving to your pastor, giving in church, giving to your parents, giving to your mentors, giving sideways, giving to your colleagues, giving at home, your children. Giving downwards is giving uh, uh, to the needy. And there, there, are, there are percentages that the Bible even recommends that we should give on this. So if you, if as a pastor too, you teach properly, exegete, do a proper exegesis on giving so when those uh uh once in a while crazy faith-based giving comes you know that no this is and of course you have the spirit of discernment you know that no this, this no don't reject this this gift but the father in us i mean uh, uh, anybody who has been with my father my biological father we know that uh as a pastor, he can tell you something. But after he thinks about what he has told you, the father in him will not come, he will not start getting worried. But if you are, if you are, if you are smart, you know that that's the pastor, that's the prophet that spoke. Just take that first thing he said. This one is the father, is the caring, emotional father that is speaking now. If you are, if you are smart, take the prophets. Because the Bible says. You accept a prophet in the name of a prophet, not you accept a father in the name of a daddy. <laughs> mm,
0: accept mm. Him in the
1: name of a prophet. See him. <clears throat> I don't want to go into see, see don't see, don't act, and and this is for those of us who are close to our prophets, seeing as daddy. You see, I see them when they sleep, when they wake up, when they are brushing their teeth. We may not accept them as a prophet, yes, I see them as daddy, see them as more, as husband. See them as brother, Aburu, or mommy, my child. Hmm. It's, very, it's very risky. So as a pastor, uh, we'll just be careful to balance as well when those people are being led by God to do those things. So that's why, I mean, what will a pastor say to widow's might? If I was the pastor, I would even take the offering of the church and give it to the widow, the whole offering but Jesus commended that that was the person that gave the most and our uh, uh, record entered the Bible so it's just a balance in my own opinion, I hope I was able to answer your question sir
2: yes sir, thank you
1: sir okay, any other question before we pray Maybe do you have a question? I saw
3: you omitted yourself. Um uh, yes, yes, yes. That the question let me take this opportunity to ask. Um now I want to my question is straightforward and I think it can be answered in two parts. Now, what is the limit to giving? Uh, I understand my own understanding. Of, of giving is yeah can you hear me yes i can hear you go ahead yes yes now the reason i ask that question is now like akobi said there are extremities people sometimes because maybe in the emotion they are emotional maybe something has been said they have been motivated and then they go ahead to do things now give sometimes can involve you sacrificing things and I think that's why I, I'm trying to see what Akobi is saying but like you said balance is it that when we give we should be like ah <laughs> this thing this gift that I'm giving should not have any other thing no I should not have to you know pass through some maybe a little bit of difficult any level of difficulties at all Understand the planning mindset. You know, generally these are our own days now. We plan, plan to the later, plan your money, plan give, and this thing that you're giving will eat into something else. In that kind of a scenario, yes, understand balance and everything, and you're convinced that it's it's the right thing to do. And then there is this idea of ah. Am I not going to the extreme with this person with this aspect? Not suffer for this. You, you, you understand what do we do? What are the limits? Do we have limits to be careful with? Are there an environment we should be careful with? That's just my question. Okay,
1: thank you very much. Lovely question. Um, uh, please go check our, our, on the podcast and check for. Principles of it. supernatural anointing for financial intelligence. Uh, I did a four-four sermon series on 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 financial intelligence, the planning part, the uh, what's it called, the the and paper parts. So uh, I can't I can't go into that here. <laughs> However. However, and during that series, I can remember I gave an example of, I think, I think they are the owners of Colgate. They had, a, 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 they had an agreement with God that God, if you can bless us, we'll stop paying 10% as tight, we'll start paying 20%. And God blessed them. Wow, so increased, they started paying 20%. And the couple just looked at them. God, if you can increase the blessing, we'll start paying 30% too. God increased the blessing. They started paying 30%. On and on and on and on. At the time I read that story or I heard that story, God blessed them so well that they are paying 90% of their income as tight and their testimony is that the 10% remaining is too much for them to spend. So if that person came and looked at the principle of financial intelligence, like, 10% 10% for God, plan, 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 plan. Yes. But in all your giving, make sure you give it from a cheerful heart. Make sure it is the Holy Spirit that is prompting you to give. That's it. Make sure you give willingly, out of a willing heart, not coercion, not, um, not a bracadabra kind of giving. And don't give because you are bribing God. Give because you love God. So I'm just being careful. I'm, I'm just trying to place a balance be- between me as a scientist, a planner, a business guy that pam, 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 and also a prophet that understands that <laughs> at times 1 plus 1 is not 2 in the calendar of God. 1 plus 1 can be 200. You may not hear the, the breeze. You may not hear the wind. You may not see the rain. And the valleys and the trenches are filled with water. Whereas the principle says that the cloud, the evaporation, what's that principle of ev- evaporation? There'll be water if it's evaporated, the cloud is heavy, it's dark, it rains. Yes, that's the principle. But there are times <laughs> none of those, those stages, none of those uh, processes is done, and there's rain. Anyway, there's no even rain and there's water as <laughs> God. So it's just balance, knowing from your heart that you're giving from a willing heart. From a, you're giving out of a place of love. I'm giving because I love God. I'm giving to the work of God because I love God, not because I'm, I'm compelled. There was a couple, I, I, I'll share this testimony. I, I, they listened to my podcast. I'm very sure they will get this. They will, they will, I, this is a couple I know very well. They had one car and they sold the car and they came to give my dad the money. At that time, he didn't know. He said, Daddy, uh, we just came to uh, sow this into your life. I, w- I w- we want you to buy something, use the money to buy something for yourself. I want it is for you, Daddy, as your children. He collected it, prayed for them, the Lord will surprise you, blah, 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 and things like that. In a couple of months, they, if you know the kind of Back-to-back testimonies that happened to them, uh promotion in the place of work for the husband, the, the wife got an international opportunity, like a lot of things that happened. So when they were now sharing the testimony with that they only told us to sell our car and give you the money. Then they were like, "Ha! It's not That's the father talking. That's the caring pastor. Talking. So even we as pastors, we need to be careful because, like I said, that the way I said, God had to tell him to stop rejecting people's gifts so that he can bless them. So he's a balance. Every caring pastor will want to tell you that, ah, do this, ah, no, 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 no. Ah, don't don't inconvenience yourself. And we need to learn how to balance it as well. So if God is telling you, asking you to do, to go out of your way and do things, um, I will not stop you. But let's just, just be sure that it is from a place of love and not a place of compulsion. I hope I was able to answer those questions. We are two minutes away from 8 o'clock, almost totally out of time. We have our father, Pastor Ijalano, um, uh, that, is, that joined us today. So can you please close the meeting
0: for us, sir, uh, with a word of prayers? Pastor Yalano, are you there, sir? Yes, sir, I'm there. Good
1: evening. Yes, sir. Good evening, sir. Yes, sir. I, the well, the aspect I met you, you've said one thing that was so important. Yes, sir. Giving
3: from your art, that is from your art. Let it be from your art, so there's no extent to whatever you are giving. In as much as from the art, I pray God Almighty will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Everlasting Lord, bless
1: your name. We thank you for your grace upon our life. We thank you for your word that you have shared in our heart. Lord God Almighty, we pray that you will release your grace upon us to be able to give as much as you demand from us. In the name of Jesus, Amen. For Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. Thank you very much. We're almost out of the Old Testament. Uh, next week we will do uh, Zechariah, the Malachi, then will start the New Testament. And then those of us that are joining the Bible in 30 days, I think the review starts almost immediately after now. Uh, it's been wonderful. We're reading the Bible in 30 days all through November. So you can still join us. Uh, it's been amazing. So we'll meet on WhatsApp for that. And those in Abuja, uh, evangelism 8 o'clock on Saturday. And then church service 8 o'clock on Sunday. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening.